In this episode, I sit down with Kimmy and Pua to talk about how you can have your best life ever. Get excited because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and uh, many of you have started side hustles. You've started working on an idea, something that you want to build into your best life ever to create that thing you've always envisioned. And I get the emails from you. I get the tweets. I get the Facebook and Instagram private messages. You want to make this happen, but you're struggling. You're not sure what the first step is. You're not sure what the next step is. And then when you finally do take action, you get stuck on the minor details. Now, I've done my best over the two years of hosting this show to help you navigate that process. But I thought, you know what, let me bring some experts in because they're going to be able to really guide you through that process. So on today's show, I have Kimmy and Pua from Best Life Ever. And I just want to say I am so incredibly impressed with what they've been able to do for themselves and for their tribe and their clients and their audience. So without further ado, I'm pumped. I don't want to drag this intro on too long. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Great. So, so, epic. so nice to be here. Pumped, pumped to have you. Let, let's start off with what I find to be potentially the most interesting question here. Um, best life ever. That's a pretty intense promise that you're making. How can you back that up? How can you say that you're going to help somebody create the best life ever? What does that mean to you? <laughs> what a great place to start. <laughs> well, really, when we created our company, Best Life Ever, first of all, I want to just say, uh, be careful what you name your company, because it's this constant <laughs> inner check, <laughs> right, of are you living your best life ever? And so for us, the best life ever, it, it's not a perfect life, right? There is no such thing. The best life ever for, to us means that you are are uh, doing what you love, loving what you do, <laughs> and hacking the challenges as they come. Sort of, it's like radical acceptance of what's going on and then radical responsibility of creating change if you don't like what's happening. So it's not, uh, you know, unicorns and sparkles and rainbows every single day. Uh, there are certainly days uh, in your best life ever that you might be curled up in a ball crying on the ground as we have been in different parts of our journey, but it's about making the most of this one life that we have on this planet. That makes total sense. Um, so it, I, I love what you just said because a big reason why I started this show actually was to counter this message that if you find what you love or if, you, if you're doing what you love, that life is always going to be sunshines and rainbows and you'll always be excited to get out of bed and, and, and tackle the day. And, and as we know, that's just not the case. Um, but I guess where I get stuck, and I'd love to hear 
uh, your perspective on this is why do you think that has become the message? Why is it that when you pursue your passion, you're expected to always love it no matter what? I think it's, it's this almost ideal life that people envision for themselves. So in the society today, right, we are, we grow up, we go to school, we go to high school, we try to get good grades, we can go to a good college, so we can get a good job so that we can climb the ladder, whatever we end up doing, right? And that's kind of the traditional success definition. And most people who are following that path see other people, quote unquote, doing what they love. And it's this like, it's this fantasy world. And that's at least when I was working for corporate, that kind of is what it seemed like for me, you know, like, oh, you know, I really love to, let's say I I love to surf. How can I get paid to surf? Like that just sounds like the best job ever. And it also sounds very unrealistic. And the more you can expand your mind and see that anything, literally anything you want to do is possible, especially in this day and age with technology, with how accessible everything is. It it becomes something that is very tangible and real. But often when when we're dreaming of these things, before we take the action to make them become a reality, I feel like there's that expectation that once we achieve this for our lives, we will be happy. Once we make this much money, all of our problems will go away. Once we wake up and spend every moment of every day doing what we love, we have no more challenges and no more, no more pain. Right. And so it's really important to remember, as Kimmy said, that best life ever is not about creating that, that ideal fantasy life. It's about creating a life by design rather than by default so that you have, you know, plans and processes and rituals in place to do both what you love and hack your challenges in a way that helps you to stay aligned rather than just going through the motions. Does that make any sense? No, it makes a ton of sense. And I actually love that response. Um, So as, as you guys can hear, uh, this is the first Tiny Leaps interview where I've got two guests, which is super exciting. Um, so I want I want to take advantage of that. I want to I want to play a little bit here. Uh, so let's get into something very practical, and then I'm going to bring us back and, and learn a little bit more about each of you individually. But as far as practicality goes, give me the top four reasons or or things that are stopping people from living that best life ever. And, and how I want to break it up is two and two. Okay. Uh, let's see. Top four. Certainly there is, uh, the battle between the head and the heart that people, um, find themselves in. So our heart and our soul is pulling us one way and then our head pulls us in another way and we get stuck in this ping pong match, if you will. And so certainly that would be, uh, one of them. The second one would be lack of support and accountability put in place. And, uh, what we see a lot in ourselves and and in our clients as well is that it's easier to meet external, um, sort of, uh, things that we put on ourselves rather than, uh, expectations that are internal, right? So if we tell somebody we're going to do something, uh, it's a lot easier. And if they're supporting us in that journey, then sometimes we'll break our own, uh, promises to ourselves or our 
own expectations. And then added to that, we then we judge it, right? <laughs> so if we can put in some support and accountability and let go of the judgment and just know that that's part of human nature, we tend to be able to then move forward. So sense. good. <laughs> okay. So number three, I would say is fear. And as I think this kind of plays with the head and the heart, right? Because when we're in our heads, we are in survival mode and everything that we, things that, things that fall into that unknown category, right? I want to start my business, but I don't really know what would happen if I quit my job. I'm afraid to leave my salary. I'm afraid to leave the comfort and that cushy, secure place because of the fear that things will go wrong, the fear that I won't make money, the fear that I'll quote unquote fail. And what we hopefully will be able to help people understand is there's nothing to fear because either way you either grow or you learn. And so fear is, I think is a big one. And, And for people to really overcome that is a big deal. And the way to overcome that is to take action and see that the things that you fear, even if they come true, it doesn't mean that your life is over. It doesn't mean that you have failed. And and that's a really big one for people. And I think the fourth one is probably not knowing how. People get really stuck because they have this idea, they have this passion, they have this vision, but they don't really know how. And that's the beautiful thing about a few of the services that we have is that we really focus on the how and bringing that mindset back into a place of expansion and trust so that you know, we can't teach you what you want to do. We can't teach you why you want to do it. That's very personal, but we can sure as hell teach you how that's easy. Right. And if you don't want to find out from us, Google, right. Google is like the best free resource on the planet. So the how scares people more than it should. And once people can see that the how isn't that hard to figure out, then they're able to take that action a little bit more gracefully. I love that. So we've got the struggle between the head and the heart. We've got the the lack of support, the fear, and and just figuring out how to do it like that. That makes so much sense, and it, it really sums up, I think, the reason why so many people struggle with anything. Right? I mean, this show is, of course, about entrepreneurship, of course, about uh, living a better life, but it's really about the day to day. Uh, grind that you need to go through to change any area of your life, whether it be your fitness, your nutrition, your finances, your career, your relationship, or your emotional health. And I, I, I find that those four things really get in the way of all of that. Um, I'd love to, at this point, Kimmy, if you if you could give us a little bit of your background, like what what brought you to this place that that you're at right now. Sure. Uh, well, Pua and I both have had uh, a ton of of other jobs and and uh, past <laughs> in past lives, sort of. And so we've worked in the corporate world. We've done different things before we met. And I mention that because I really do feel that every single experience we've had has led us to this moment. So Pua and I met about six plus years ago uh, as fitness in. Uh, fitness trainers. So we started out our journey, fitness training, early morning boot camp classes, and we became friends as fitness coaches. And as we worked together to help the clients at the gym that we worked at, we, we really felt like we were, we've had this calling, uh, to, 
really connect with people and to help them solve their challenges that they might bring to us in, in the fitness world uh, from a, a larger platform and, and just uh, not just deal with the physical elements, but the mental, emotional and spiritual stickiness that they were having, right? So people would come to us and they'd say, oh, they have these fitness goals, but it just didn't feel um, enough for us to speak only about, you know, work out more, eat more protein, have more water. It felt incomplete. And we listened to that feeling inside and we created a podcast together and talk about fun side hustle. It was just something that we we started for fun out of this calling and this desire to uh, connect with people uh, on the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual. And then we began to realize that, wow, we love this so much. We And so we began to then uh, turn this into a productivity coaching business because we recognized that one of the biggest challenges people were having was trying to create more time and energy for working out, for their uh, physical health. And so that became our passion and our joy. And so we spent quite a few years focused primarily on productivity coaching and productivity coaching in the corporate world, especially. And what we found in the corporate world was that often uh, productivity issues, time management issues, the root of that was a, uh, a lack of fulfillment in their personal life. So many of the people that were having quote unquote time management issues in the workplace were uninspired and not doing what their soul was actually calling them to do. This wasn't always the case, but it certainly was something that broke our heart. And we have a, a great um, friend of ours. Her name is Kao, And she told us once, you always can know your soul's purpose by asking yourself what breaks your heart. And so for us, we just couldn't stand seeing people with big dreams, uh, you know, not, not following them and feeling uninspired and just feeling like they had time management issues. And so we uh, decided to focus our business primarily on entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. And it was the best shift in our business that we've made yet. And we've reinvented quite a bit uh, along our journey as most entrepreneurs do. But this shift is what led us to our best life ever. And uh, the, the ripple effect that that had in our quality of life and in our clients, it's just been incredible. So that's a little bit about, about how we got to where we are now. So there, there's so much there because it sounds like a similar journey to, to what I think a lot of people to have, right? So like you said in, in the very beginning, everything gets you to where you are. Everything adds up and, and, and connects. And uh, it's what I've seen with my own career. It's, it's what I'm sure many of the listeners of this show have either seen or will see. Uh, I, I think where a lot of people get stuck, and, and Pua, I'd actually love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, how can we go about being, I guess, mindful in the moment to, to have those actions and, and those steps connect to the vision that we have, uh, while also not stressing too much about it? 
since we know that it's going to connect to something at some point, as, as Steve Jobs says, when we look backwards, that we'll be able to connect those dots. Like how, how can we be mindful of those decisions and, and what it is we choose to do on a day-to-day basis while not being overwhelmed by it? That's just, that's like a, an amazing question. And I think it's something that really boggles everyone's minds, including ours. And it's especially challenging to answer that and to see the other side when we're in moments of kind of low moments in our life, right? Moments of intense struggle or uncertainty. And certainly for us, I mean, we've said over and over again that you know, our mess becomes our message. And sometimes we aren't really sure why we're going through something, but we know that it will serve us in the long run. And, you know, what I mean by that is, I guess when, when we're going through, okay, so to kind of back up a little bit for me personally, I never really had a clear idea of what I wanted to do with my life, which was not the norm in my, my circle of peers growing up. I went to a, you know, a a private school where many of my peers were, uh, they knew already they wanted to be doctors. They wanted to be lawyers. They wanted to take over their parents' business. And I had no clue. And I I felt like a loser because I didn't know. And everyone else seemed to know. And you know, college, I was sort of a average below average student. And it's, it's one way to measure your grit and your, and your quote unquote success in the long term, but kids don't know that. All they know is that if you get good grades, you're you're a good person and you're you're gonna be successful. And if you don't get good grades, you're in trouble, right? So there was there was always that kind of like, what what am I gonna do? What am I gonna where am I gonna go with a 2.0 GPA? What who will possibly hire me? And then now you realize that doesn't matter like even at all, really. Um and you know, when you go through life, you you try different jobs when you're someone like me and you don't really know what you want to do when you do all of these things, but you know that there's something screaming at you inside. And I always knew that I wanted to do my own thing and work for myself and and have a small business. And it wasn't until I met Kimi and she shared her story, your story, our story, excuse me. Uh, and you know, we this kind of evolved out of that yearning for helping to make the world a better place, helping people to fall in love with their lives more. And we both really didn't want to work for other people. (laughs) It really just came down to the fact that we wanted the freedom to do what we want and to serve in a way that lights us up. And through that journey, there has certainly been moments where we were like, oh my God, how is this possibly going to work? Like everything that we were afraid of happening pretty much happened. We, you know, we blew our savings investing in this business. We, we weren't sure how we were going to, you know, make ends meet for a while. And, and it's real. These things happen. But the beautiful part is when you're in alignment with your truth and your message and what you want to be doing and the way that you want to be serving, none of that really matters. And you know, I was working full time. I had a great salary. I had a lot of money and I wasn't nearly as happy as I was when I was broke building this business. And even those moments we kept saying like, why is this happening to us? We, we, you know, we, we just want to help people. And we realize that we can help people more because when they are in those places and when they're entrepreneurs and they quit their jobs and they have no more money because we've also been there, that'll give us so much more, uh, compassion and 
tools to help these people to come out on the other side and reassure them that it's okay. And it's part of their journey and it's really not that bad. And so, you know, even the hardest things that we go through, we don't know why, and we don't know how we're going to get out of it. We know that at some point it's going to serve us and it's going to help us serve others better. I love that. I, I really love that. Um, so l- let's uh, let, let's add some context here. Tell me a little bit more specifically about Best Life Ever. What is it that you help people do? Sure. Well, we help aspiring entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs to really get clear about their vision, their mission, uh, and not just their vision for their business, but their vision for their best life ever. And we help them to really get a handle on who, what their vibe is, who their tribe is, and how to create a beautiful online business from a foundation of productivity. So you mentioned about connecting the dots. We couldn't have possibly known that our journey as fitness trainers to productivity coaches to business coaches, uh, you know, now that we're connecting those dots, looking backwards, we're like, oh, okay, we get it. Because now we can help our clients to build online businesses from this foundation of wellness and efficiency and leveraging, you know, things like outsourcing so that uh, they are building beautiful businesses that don't implode upon them, right? So we're always looking for the most efficient, effective, uh, time and energy smart ways to create and build your business. And we love and are so proud that we're able to weave all of the the health and wellness and productivity skills that we've learned over the years into uh, our online program for for our clients or, um, you know, into our podcast. And so it to- makes total sense now. But during those times, as Pua said, there were, there were periods in our journey where we're like, wait, why is this sticky? Why, why isn't it not working the way that we want it to? But what we realize now is we were learning the skills to really create the, the product and the program that, that is of our dreams, frankly. Right. Right. And so in, in the, uh, how long have you been running this business? Our business, well, we've been in uh, business partners since 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so you've been primarily just best life ever for that period of time? or Yes. And then our online program, we launched in January of this year. Okay. So in that time from 2015 until now, uh, what have you found is the biggest objection that that someone who is either in the sales process or uh, already a client, what is what is the biggest thing that that they feel is stopping them? Time, energy, fear. I would say we we get a lot of clients who have just a lot going on. And we love the people who have all these ideas and they, and for some reason, I feel like we attract people who have lots of ideas and aren't really sure which one to go with first or how to make sense of them. And it's really fun for us. And we love to just hear them 
babble their ideas to us because we, from an outside perspective, we can see like, oh my gosh, this would be really great. Um, why don't you start here? This seems to excite you. Um, but you know, there's a lot of people are saying, how am I going to find the time to do this? How do I find the time to do that when I still have to work while I build this? How do I, how do I find the time for this? How do I find the energy to sustain everything I have going on in my life and start to build this business or create this new online aspect to my business? Mm -hmm. And then of course there's the fear, you know, how, how am I going to do this? What happens if this doesn't work? Will anybody buy my product? Will anybody opt into my service? Um, so there's just the fear of the unknown, I think. And, and of course, these are, um, these are extremely valid fears and, and concerns. What do you say to somebody who says, you know what, I really want to do this, but I, I've got two kids at home. I'm working 10 hours at the office. Like, I, I just don't know if I can find the time. Like, what, how, how would you respond to that? Well, typically... <laughs> yeah, 4 a.m. Use those fringe hours for sure. <laughs> uh, and also, it's funny because often the things that, that we, the reasons that we say we shouldn't do something are in fact the reasons, the exact reasons why we should, right? So uh, we hear that all the time. Like I, I have a family and they, uh, you know, how am I going to do this thing that really lights me up and also take care of them? And yet, if your family is the thing that you value most, then how does you doing the thing that lights you up help them, right? And and what message mm -hmm. are you then able to teach your family? Uh, I have two kids and I, yeah, there are, it's definitely been scary at times. And I've had to say no to certain, you know, things that they might, you know, a trip or whatever it may be as we were, it, when we were building our business. But those sacrifices are so worth it because now I see my kids, the way that they think having a, an entrepreneur as a mom is like, oh my God, they, they, they look for, they, they think, okay, I want to make money. How can I go make money? What can I do? What services, you know, what can I sell or what can I do out there in the world? Uh, and so that it excites me and the possibility that it creates in, in them and who it helps them to become. Wow. So if I had said, I, I, I have a family, so, it, you know, I can't do this. I, I would have shortchanged them of this, um, right. this experience. Yeah. It's almost like I have a family, so I have to do this. Right. Exactly. I love that. Um, I, I really love this. So uh, what about though, because time is one thing. What about those fears? What about that, that glaring question of, am I worth anything? Is, is this even valuable? Is anybody going to, to pay me? And, and how do I get them to pay me? And just the millions of questions that pop up that overwhelm you before you even have a chance to take action. Like how, how do you, how do you respond to that? It's, it's a really, it's very delicate, I think, because people's egos and people's fears are debilitating many times. And so I, we have an eight week course and it's not just, you know, how to do a funnel, how to do a Facebook ad, how to build a website. It's, we also include productivity 
strategies, like really heavily include productivity and mindset. Because as you go through this process, especially in a kind of uh, quick way and, you know, eight weeks to do something like this is kind of a very short timeline and people get really stuck in their heads. So as Kimi said earlier, it's, it's really important to create the habit and, and the skill to bring yourself out of your head back into your heart over and over and over and to stop overthinking everything. And so there's a couple of strategies that we, that we teach, and it's basically a way to take action before your brain talks you out of it. So, you know, you can do something as simple as counting down, right? Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to launch my product. I'm going to send this email. And and before you read it, read it again for the fifth time to make sure that it's perfect. You just say three, two, one, send. And it's so much easier to do when you have a business partner and Kimi and I will do that together so much. It's really goofy, but it's really awesome. Um, but it really just is about taking the action and letting go of any attachment you have to the outcome. Just know that if you're in alignment with what you're doing and with what you're you're on this earth to provide to the world, like just do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. And that's the other thing that people get really stuck on is making sure that everything is perfect and all their ducks are in a row and, and their website looks awesome and that they've invested in this great service before they do anything. And what we coach people to do is work with what you got, and launch it before you think it's perfect because nobody's going to buy something that's not out there for them to buy. Right? Like Absolutely. you can't be afraid of people not buying it if they can't even buy it. <laughs> so, so actually this is, this is uh, a great transition for my next question in that something I've personally gotten very good at is that, that piece of, well, let's just do it before fear even has a chance. And and uh, the counting down model actually reminds me of um, Mel Robbins and in, in her book, The Five Second Rule. And, yes, and, uh, we love her. Right. So so uh, for any of you listening who haven't read it yet, we did a. It was the book club of the month, I believe, for January uh, in our Facebook community. So pick it up; it's absolutely worth it. I recommend the audio book, um, the physical one. I didn't actually read. I just listened to the audiobook because I'm an audio guy. But anyway, my point is I've gotten really good at that. Like, let's just do it before anything gets in the way. But then here's where I think a lot of people, including me, get stuck is great. Now the imperfect version is out there. How do we iterate? How do we get it to that place where it can can stand on its own and, and it's not imperfect uh, without fear being a factor? Well, I think that there's maybe <laughs> a little bit of a BS story there, we like to call it, that there is okay. something wrong with imperfection, right? And we have to, you know, I, I play around that we call it a BS story, but that's what Pua and I do for ourselves all the time is I'll say mm-hmm. something and uh, we'll, we'll call out the ego's stories as BS stories because it sort of just blows it out of the water right away that what we are believing 
you know, we can question that. <laughs> we, we don't have to believe everything that we think. Right. And so there is yeah. this sense that, you know, and we went through this a lot and we still do, this is an ongoing thing for us, but, uh, that, that need for, for everything to be perfect and polished. And we, we think, right. There's an underlying story there that we all have that people and I think it comes from, for us, like, uh, the years that we spent in the corporate world, right. Where everything has to be very professional and polished right. and perfect. But actually, as we're all getting much more familiar now with the work of Brene Brown and, and other, you know, fabulous thought leaders who are talking a lot more about vulnerability, it's actually our, our imperfection and our vulnerability and the typos even that really humanize us and help us to connect with other people. And sometimes if we, if we're so worried, first of all, if we're so worried about everything being perfect, we never get it out there. But even then, if we're agonizing about this polished look, it's difficult for our clients often to connect with us because they're like, well, that person's perfect. They've got it all together. Like I, I just can't even relate or resonate. And the reason they can't relate or resonate is because it's an illusion because it's fake. There is no such thing as perfect. Perfect. Everybody makes typos. Everybody messes up. Everybody has dark days, right? So if we can, as uh, Tim Ferriss says, like pull the kimono back a little bit. And uh, we tell our clients all the time, like if they're uh, saying like, oh, I don't know, I've been like agonizing over my logo and I don't know what to do. We're like, share that story in a blog, share it on your, share <laughs> with your audience that you're struggling with coming up with the right logo, get them involved in, in the process instead of feeling like you have to suffer alone behind your laptop, not getting anything out there or trying to perfect these little things. So know that it's our, our imperfection, our imperfection and our unpolished version of ourselves that people fall in love with. I love that. And I actually want to add another book recommendation there. Uh, Share your work or no, show your work by Austin Kleon. Uh, it's super short. It's really like a gifty book, but it's probably one of the best explanations as to why you should share the imperfect pieces of the process. Uh, so absolutely, absolutely pick that up. Uh, Kimmy Pua, this has been an incredible interview packed with so much value, but is there anything just right at the end here, anything that you feel like you didn't get a chance to say or, or that you want to make sure we walk away with? Yeah, for sure. Uh, just a, a couple of closing thoughts for us, this, this world that we're in this, this industry of it's, it's more, more than personal and professional development. It really is, uh, serving people with big dreams and gifts and, and really giving them the, the green light to go out there and do it. And we live in this amazing time right now where there's so much technology at our disposal and there's so many free or super inexpensive ways to serve and to reach great audiences. And more so now than ever, especially with our, you know, kind of un, uh, unbalanced global stage and political platforms that have we have going on. It's a really beautiful time to get out there and share your message and to share your gifts with the world because 
nothing is certain these days. And it's really, really powerful to take your fate and your life into your own hands and serve in a way that lights you up and allows you to light up everybody else. We need that right now. Whether you are inspired to reach out to us, you know, you can check out our podcast, Broke Ass to Badass by Best Life Ever. We have lots of great strategies and interviews there to inspire you to carry out your dreams. Uh, We have our website, which we have a free download, five ways to create a badass online business. You just go to bestlifeever.buzz. That's B-U-Z-Z. You can grab that there. Um, But we really just want to send a message out there to just do it. Take the action, take one little step or shall I say a tiny leap, a tiny leap. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like tiny step, tiny leap into the direction that you're excited to go. Tiny leap. It's still a step forward. Love it. Kimmy, any final thoughts from you? Oh, just that. Uh, well, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's really um, such a such a treat for us uh, to get to talk about what we love and to share with your audience. And we just love the work that you're doing. So, so thank you. And I think our our messages are so aligned. And um, yeah, I, I, we always just feel that if you're listening to this right now, that there is no there are no accidents, right? So it, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the, <laughs> as our friend, uh, uh, the, the great Kyle Cease always says, he says, uh, if you're waiting for a sign, that's the sign, <laughs> the fact that you're waiting for one. <laughs> so yeah, let, let this be a sign. And as Pua said, just go for it. We look forward to connecting with you and, uh, yeah, go for it. Go live your best life ever. Love it. Uh, so with that said, I just want to say, Kimmy, Pua, you guys have been a joy to have on the show. I appreciate so much uh, everything that you've been willing to share. And I appreciate you to the listener for taking the time to share with us, to learn with us and to just spend a little bit of time hanging out. Uh, So if you haven't already hit that subscribe button, it's the best way to make sure that new podcast episodes magically show up to your favorite listening device. Definitely check out Kimmy and Pua's show, Broke Ass to Badass. It is bound to be phenomenal. I mean, you heard the amount of value they dropped on this episode and they've got a hundred episodes of just more value over there. So do a quick search, check it out. Let them know that I sent you. And uh, remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day, every day.